This morning we're going to look at some Baptist history and look at a young lady who really became um, a missionary hero uh, in her mission endeavors. And this morning we'll look at the um, the uh, Scottish missionary or, or English missionary Lydia Mary De Hales, uh, spelled D E H A I L E S, Lydia De Hales, and she actually is, becomes the first single lady missionary to be appointed by the Baptist Missionary Society of Great Britain. Just a little bit about her. She was born into a Christian home in, as I said, London. Um, her name was very important to her father. He named her after Lydia in the New Testament, of whom he read, whose heart the Lord opened. And uh, she, uh, in her youth, was introduced very early to some, some uh, the, to the cause of missions and some preaching. On one occasion, she was very impressed uh, by the Lord as she after she heard um, the great pioneer missionary to Africa, Robert Moffat, preach. And she very early in her life sensed that God was calling her to a life of, of uh, missionary service. When she finished school, uh, Lily, as she became known, uh, she came down with a severe case of smallpox. For weeks, she was very sick, almost almost died. And the Lord healed her, though, and however the disease left her permanently scarred, as, as that disease does. But that would not deter her from continuing to pursue her life as, as a missionary. Uh, she was, that, that call was even intensified more as she read missionary biographies. She became friends with a, with a man, uh, who, uh, his name was Grattan Guinness. Um, little did she know how important that friendship would be later in her life, but he was the chairman of Livingston Inland Mission there in, in England. Um, <clears throat> when she returned to, to health, uh, she decided that the Lord maybe would use her, you know, be, she'd intensify her, or her, her life of service by studying medicine. So she, she studied, uh, to be a nurse, uh, at a, at a hospital there in London. Um, her parents had recently joined a church, the Baptist Chapel in Highgate, London, uh, where, uh, Pastor James Stewart, or, excuse me, James Stevens was the minister. And, uh, Pastor Stevens and that church is a very interesting study that we won't look at today, but, um, Pastor Stevens' church, during his ministry, he witnessed 51 of his members volunteer for, for the mission field in his, in his service there, just a tremendous uh, mission church there in, in London. Later, she moved to Scotland, where she studied in Edinburgh, um, and it was there that she met um, another missionary appointee uh, named um, Alexander Cow, C-O-W-E, and he also had just recently been uh, had, had been called to the Lord to to um, to be a missionary, and he had been uh, appointed to serve the Lord in Congo, in Africa. In 1885, uh, they were engaged, and the understanding was that uh, uh, Reverend Cow would go to the mission field about a, for a year, and then she would follow him a, a year later uh, after they were married. Tragedy struck, however, and. And um, Alexander Cow fell sick and died just after five weeks on the field there in Congo. Of course, this was devastating to her um, emotionally, and 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 also devastating to her that her she she was not allowed at that time by the mission boards to go go to Africa by herself as a single lady, and she was just uh, you know just just crushed by by all that had happened to her. She was very discouraged. Uh, she returned home, but God was not through. And as I said, I remember the name um, Grattan Guinness, the, the man that she had become friends with, who was the chairman of a mission board in, in England. Um, 
he, about that time, was looking for a couple of single ladies to go with he and his wife and another married couple um, to, the, uh, to the Congo. And um, he felt that she would be a perfect fit, uh, as the Lord had called her, and of course with her, with her medicine background. And uh, they left for the Congo, the six of them, and um, she began her 40-year-long service for the Lord there in Africa. Um, it's a long story, a uh, very wonderful story as you read about her service there. Um, her, she, you know, her, her tireless serving of the Lord there, um, it, uh, multiplied by the numerous uh, problems that, that came, uh, not just being in Africa, but also being a, a single woman in Africa. It was just remarkable, her stories and her, her spiritual labors among the girls and, and women of that country are really amazing to read. Um, a fever swept through the Congo in the early 1900s, and at one point she was the only doctor there. She wasn't even a doctor, but she was a, the only doctor in that area. And and, and get, just get an idea of, of how uh, what she faced here. In 1901, she treated 19,000 patients of various diseases just in that year alone. 1902, uh, she would treat 25,200 patients. Just imagine that. And uh, there, were, there were points in her story where she's bringing the sick and dying into her own home so she can minister to them. Um, she gave every one of them. She would work tirelessly during the day uh, to their, uh, 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 giving attention to their physical needs and then spend as much time as she could witnessing to them and, and trying to lead each one of the Lord because, you know, life expectancy was so short and the disease was so terrible in, in that country at that time. In the course of time, a medical doctor arrived on the scene with his staff, and she was able to kind of be relieved of that responsibility and get back to her first love, and that was full attention to the spiritual ministry among the national girls and, and women there. She traveled by donkey. She became an itinerant uh, worker among uh, the girls and the women of the Congo. Uh, she visited many churches and worked among many churches there as, as, as they needed help along, um, along the, 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 the country roads there. As time progressed, she became more and more frail and more, I say, less mindful of her own health. Um, the Lord provided a young man, Mapeti, to his sister, and he devoted uh, his young life in those early years of, uh, to, to uh, really taking care of her. He insisted that she eat and rest, and uh, really probably her life was extended because of his care. Mapeti eventually became the pastor of National Baptist Church in Leopoldville, there in the Congo. Um, just a, a, a wonderful uh, story of how he helped her and traveled uh, and helped her uh, through her her bad health. And what I haven't told you is uh, concerning her health. All of her life, and especially on the field, um, she suffered from severe headaches, migraines uh, daily, and then also almost crippling um, arthritis. And in the middle of all that, she is still seeing all those people and, and, and serving the Lord. Just a, just a very uh, fascinating story about her life. Um, she, uh, the, the, the headaches grew in severity and frequency, um, and it, when she had served 40 years, uh, she was already six years past the normal age of retirement for that, for that mission society. They attempted to get her back. They, they really had been pushing her for those six years to come home because of her health, and they wanted to get her, get her off the field. She knew, however, that if she did uh, relent and, and go home, that you know, she would never be allowed to come back. So she fought that for six years, but finally decided in 1930 that she would um, 
that she would retire from the field and, and come home. It's not just we that study her, uh, that know about her, her heroic exploits. Uh, actually, the government of Belgi- Belgium um, <clears throat> honored her with the distinction of the Chevalier of the Order of Leopold II, which is the highest civilian honor that Belgium can give uh, for her work there in the Congo. Uh, t- upon her retirement, uh, she, uh, her arthritis became worse and worse very quickly. She was a bedridden invalid. Um, she continued to write the families and the, and the girls and the women um, that she had ministered to. She called them her children uh, back in Africa, um, even to, and, until her, to her death. And the Lord called her home on November 26, 1943. Um, the, the Baptist Missionary Society of Great Britain passed the following resolution in her memory. Part of it reads this. She loved the African people with a deep and passionate devotion, and she longed with her whole life that she that, that they might be brought to Christ. To that end, she gave selfless service to her master, to the Africans, and to the mission. And I want to thank the Lord. Um, and really, this, this story, um, you know, should motivate us in our service to the Lord. And um, and just uh, a wonderful story about, a, uh, it seems like, um, a lady who had everything against her, but she insisted on serving the Lord and honoring the call that the God had given her. And the, the work that she did is just nothing less of heroic when you read her life story. So I, I would encourage you to, to read her story someday. Lydia DeHales, um, wonderful Baptist uh, lady missionary that uh, we want to honor this morning.